Hey everybody, it's me, your best friend, Alien Zerb. I want to tell you about my new podcast, it's called Zerbia Nights. And a bunch of us get together and shoot the breeze and uh, have a good time. It's available any place that you guys get the podcast. So, hey look, it's the Science Patrol's Patrick Warney. Hey, hey Zerb, how are you? I'm good, Pat, how you doing? I'm alright, I'm alright. Hey, you got any questions about the podcast? You have a podcast? Why not? You got a podcast. Fair point. Zarabian Nights. Available wherever you download podcasts. Guys, guys, guys. Really? This is what you have me doing with my time? Faces Radio could barely keep things together here. You have me doing this stuff. All right, listen. I'll tell you what I'd like to see. 100 bucks gets the next listener on the next episode, their personal message or ad within reason, people. And um, contact us, Facebook, or wherever else. All right, there you go. Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? Good morning, Pat. How are you doing? I'm still a little tired. That's sleepy today. Yes. (laughs) Can't get over... We, we bought a new bed, we won't get it to August. So it doesn't help. That's right. I ordered, I ordered a CPAP, a new CPAP in January. Uh-huh. Still haven't received it. No, still haven't received it. Because there's a big backlog of CPAP orders. Because I think the Philips Dream Station developed a mold problem. Ah. And they stopped selling them. They're right. like, no, we're not doing CPAPs anymore. I so gotcha. the poor people at ResMed are like, this is a great opportunity. Except we don't make that many, so like we can't uh, we can't apparently supply the whole market all at once. So it's a three month backlog. Okay, fine. Yeah, but so in uh, August, um, January, I went to go see my doctor. Late January. Okay. So they figured hey, right, April. Right? Mm. So it's like May, and I'm like, you still haven't gotten it. That's weird. So I called the doctor, and they're like, yeah, we don't have anything listed here. And I'm like, they never ordered it in the I'm first like, you place. Did you order it? And they're like, no, why would we order it? The doctor said, oh, I see it right here on the top. And I'm like, son of a <laughs> Why would you do that? <coughs> so, uh, sure, there you go. So if you're listening to this after August, hopefully I have this. Yes, this is a this is what we call, we in the business call a filler episode. We're going to put that right up front. This is the hot dog. Um, oh yes, <laughs> this is the buns of the this hot is dogs. The, no, I mean well, hot dogs mostly filler too, unless you buy one of those <laughs> fancy brands that are they say no filler. Nah. But isn't the hot dog just filler to begin with? To begin with, it's with, all the scraps that they can't figure yeah. out anything else to put in. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Yeah. All right. It still yeah. tastes good. It's not good enough to make a meat slurry to make a patty for the dollar store. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Dad used to love those dollar store hamburgers. Okay. I ate them in an emergency. I would keep some at work in the freezer. Okay. For an emergency. emergency. Yes. No, I understand. Yeah. No, I had to go weekly to the dollar store <laughs> to, to buy get him to specifically, like the oh, chicken sandwich, wow. the couple of hamburgers. Wow. Like, These are great for lunch. I'm like, I assure you, they're not. But uh, <laughs> you're, not, you're 91. I'm not going to tell you not to eat it. <laughs> like, eat what you want at this point. Start a heroin habit. What am I going to like? Fine. <laughs> Do what you need to do. Don't start heroin habit. I don't have that much money, please. No, I, it'll be quick. <laughs> it'll be a short heroin habit. 
And if he goes out, he goes out peaceful. That's you know, like it's the only two ways to put it. You can't. You're not going on. You don't. Nobody goes on a really long heroin binge. Never. Eventually, it runs out when either you go to rehab or the dead the dead people store. (laughs) Exactly. And it's sad, but you know that's how it is. But yeah, I don't care whatever you want to do, Dad. You're 91. Yeah. They yeah, want exactly. That's how they. That's kind of how they treat them at the, the home now. They're like, "What do you want?" Okay, <laughs> you, want, you want extra cookies? Get some sure, fine. Here you go. <laughs> extra? Do you want another ginger ale? You got it, buddy. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's not a problem. So basically, since this is a episode for in case one of us is on vacation, which um, is going to happen, which is going to be Pat at some point this year, uh, August. Yes, Vermont. Yes, or uh, New Hampshire. Close enough. Oh, all right. Yeah. Live free or die. Pretty much. Yeah. Is that their motto? I think that is. Yeah. But you were like, pretty much. I, I have no what idea. Mean, pretty she, much. She, want, she wanted to rent a house for the week. Okay. I'm like, okay, fantastic. Where? She looked it up. She put it, She said, put the full order in, and then no. I had to give the credit card information, which I didn't Oh, so you don't even know where it is? I've never been there. Not nice. at all once. Okay. But that's fine. I can't and say I, I've ever been to New Hampshire. We've been to New Hampshire once with her family when she was still getting along with her family. Oh, okay. But that was when the boys were, maybe Zach was one or there you two, go. something like that. He was a baby. Some time ago. Yeah. But she wants to go. Before again. Zach would ask for games on your phone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and now she wants to go to Mount Cadillac, I guess, is close enough that we can get there. And I told her, I don't care what we do. One day, we're going to the Ben and Jerry's factory. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. If we're getting that far, we're going that <laughs> going that close. <laughs> exactly. It's like going to and Japan. She's like, it's like going to Japan. Like we'll skip Tokyo exactly. this year. Like <laughs> she said, well, I'm not sure I want to. And both boys at the same time, oh, we're going. If the if it's anywhere near where we are, Your we're going. Ice cream fire, you out of your mind. <laughs> exactly. Come on, ma. <laughs> It's not like the Chinatown ice cream factory, which is an ice cream factory, but it's not quite as... It's not Ben & Jerry's. It's not Ben & Jerry's. I, I would argue that the Chinatown ice cream factory might be better. Where is that one? Do you remember? Chinatown. That doesn't narrow Mott it down? Mott Street. Okay. <laughs> Gotta that remember. Does, that doesn't <laughs> narrow it down. I mean, a little it does, but not... <laughs> a tiny bit. Oh, but anyway... Um, and yeah, I'm I'm dumb enough to work this t- today and tomorrow. Yeah, it looks like, um, but there's not much to do. That's a good thing. So that's kind of good. You get paid for kind of being there. Yeah, that's great. I'm hoping that it's I'm doing the same thing I did yeah I, Friday, which was uh, cleaning brass, like preserving brass. Okay. Because we have a new brass card that we're putting out, ah. and uh, you have to use Tarnex on it. Okay. Have you ever used Tarnix or anything? No. It's like opening up a jar of farts. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> Everybody comes by my stage the other day, they're like, what's going on, man? And I'm like, using Tarnix, they're like, that smells bad, it smells bad, bad. And they all walked away, and I was like, this is peaceful today. This is not bad. <laughs> not every nunnick asking me nunnick questions. questions yeah. yeah. I mean, so, for us, they haven't had us working a weekend since the beginning of the pandemic at all. Wow. Wow. Like we used to have to work about a Saturday a month. Yeah. We haven't had to work a Saturday since the beginning of the pandemic because they realized they don't want us there. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Whatever. 
What you gonna do? Not much. What you gonna do? So, Pat, what are we here to talk about today? The Men Who Made Ultraman, a 1989 movie. It's a 1989 uh, telemovie, obviously. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Just I direct you to this scene going on outside. Okay. (laughs) A little kid pushing a baby carriage and a little girl dragging a cat. They're not a real cat. It's a a toy and like an animatronic cat. Yes. And when you push it, it like meows and stuff. And the dog takes off with the mom. The kid's running with the, the baby carriage. And the little girl's pushing his cat, like, hell-bent for leather. Just, I'm so sorry, you guys. It caught my eye out of the window. Oh, God, we should record with these clothes. Okay. No, i got to look up. Oh, good Lord. Okay. So, it's a 1989 telefilm, um, directed by, let's see here, uh... I know that's not the full name. It's, uh, come on, come on. Takamichi Yamada. Okay. Um, and this is, a, according to Letterboxd, which is what I'm looking at now, it's the only film they have of his okay. listed. Uh, it did get a DVD release at some point. Oh, very nice. I am looking at a DVD cover. Very nice. Yeah, and of very course, nice. the DVD would not be subtitled. It's Japanese. Why would they? Why would they subtitle it? something? Of course, you can yeah. speak Japanese fluently, can't you? That's right. What's wrong with you? Uh, it's about a hundred minutes long. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, shot on video, boy howdy. Yeah, you could really tell the video grain it is, of the show. Yeah, it looks like a soap opera, you guys. Yeah, Absolutely and it, it like played like a soap opera too. Oh yes, it is a highly dramatized. Um, how they were about the original Ultraman. Yes. Specifically, written from the autobiographical standpoint of Kenny Telpat. Did you know who it was? Your I, favorite director. I wrote, wrote his name. Jisoji. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering at one point in the proceedings, Pat was like, oh, that's this guy? The guy with the weird angles. Who is called Heichan in this, in this yeah. movie for some... Because... I don't know, like, it's a dramatization. It's I guess. a dramatization. If they don't use his real name, they can't. He's use... involved in it. Again, if they don't use his real name, they can always say, no, that wasn't him. I... Even though you know it is. No, I mean, involved by the. I think he may have written it. <laughs> well, you said it was a dramatization of yeah. his autobiography. Yeah. So, like, okay, fine. But that way they don't have to pay for his autobiography. They just use the bits they want to use, ignore the bits Maybe. they don't. I don't know. And they don't have to pay for it. We can use your name. Either that or people were like, uh, they didn't want to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they thought it would be more exciting if they didn't have to put it. Or maybe they didn't get permission to use everybody else. That's a possibility. Yeah. Either way, they didn't get Some permission. Some guy was like, no. Yeah. It was written by, the screenplay was by Mamoru Sasaki. Okay. Uh, I got nothing on Mamoru Sasaki. I don't think. Oh wait, I take that back. Um, he's a Japanese screenwriter for film and television. Frequent collaborator of the new wave of directors. Um, okay. He was also a prolific writer for Tokusatsu shows with Akira Josoji. Ah, ah. Now, did you know? Especially known for films like let me see here, Death by Hanging, The Ceremony. The man who left his will on film, diary, what? yeah, diary of a Shinjuku thief, 
Sing a Song of Sex, <laughs> Japanese Summer, The Double Suicide. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and an Ultraman, and, and Ultraman 1966 movie, which was the um, compilation of... Okay. Now, a bunch of the Je- of the Ultraman actors are in this. I saw that. Um, Susama Kurobi is... Is he the guy in the sushi restaurant, I think, maybe? I think so. And then the guy who played um, Arashi is in the suit. I didn't notice that. He's wearing the suit. He's wearing the the monster suit. Monster suit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did notice... I did notice that the the guy in the restaurant was one of the original actors. Yeah. I didn't notice the guy... Hold on. (laughs) You get a a bell for that. You get a treat. (laughs) If you were a horse, I'd hand you a sugar cube. (laughs) Um... Oh, he apparently also wrote the Ultra Q movie, The Legend of the Stars, that we watched. Okay. I don't remember that, honestly. That was what we watched on YouTube that was, um, that had, like, the lady that turned into the robot that shot ice missiles or whatever. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Again, Steel Sif. <laughs> Nothing sticks. Wow. <laughs> That's something. Very, very long sticks. something. Don't have room for new stuff anymore. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) We're just, it's a small hard drive. We're just purging what we don't need. (laughs) But the one thing I did like is the opening credits to the telemovie Mm. gave you the English translation of the Ultraman opening credits. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know that we actually, that I knew. Yeah, it's on the, um, it's on the Mill Creek release that I have. Obviously. I'm 90% sure it's on that Mill Creek release. If it's not, it is on... It might be on the... Uh, it might be on the older BCI Eclipse release. I know I've seen it. Okay. But it was interesting for me, anyway, because yeah. I... Not, I don't remember it. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll not, not pretend to know. Five years, years, <laughs> yeah. Look, at the end, we saw something else today. As well, which is back up to this. Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that monster. Oh, yeah, yeah that monster. I forgot he was in the first season. <laughs> oh, yeah, that monster. And there's stuff that you haven't seen in a long time. You're like, why not that guy come back? Why not? You know, like... The, the biggest problem they have, in my opinion, is the suits are expensive as all get out to make. That's still the problem. Still the problem today, because they didn't get cheaper. <laughs> no, that's what... <laughs> You know, you're right. I'm going to say, in some respects, they did get cheaper because they can probably be made faster because they know what they're doing more. So, labor intensity may be cheaper. However, materials have gone up. So, Well, the, what I don't understand, and I know probably the answer, but they could just use CG for the monsters. The, yeah, but that's... Horribly expensive. Oh, CG way more expensive well, than the yeah, suits. Like, Does that would make be... it look halfway decent? Yeah, like uh, that's the answer then. Yeah, I mean, because you look at a movie like Shin Godzilla or Shin Ultraman, and <coughs> it looks amazing. Yes, but that's way more than you have for the budget of a show. That's true too. That's true too. You know, that's you're talking. Microdosing as opposed to the whole pot brownie as well. Gotcha. At least that's how I understand it. Having (laughs) never partaken in either of those things. Gotcha. 
I just use sleep deprivation. <laughs> sleep for deprivation you. is my drug. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was just that. I, I thought it was funny that when I watched this, I was like, "Oh, this should be." Pat would be like, "I can't believe I'm watching a documentary about this guy." And the the thing was, man, <laughs> I once it started to get into it, I realized, okay, this is the guy that, that did the weird angles. Yeah, I yeah. didn't remember his name, yeah. but he did the weird angles. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we'll I'm in Dutch. Didn't have a problem because it showed enough of how the show was actually made. Yeah, that which I find fascinating. That first scene where they showed the planes was come on, excellent. Yeah, they basically they're they're showing it opens up with Jisoji or uh, Hey John, uh, how he how he shot this drama in uh for tbs and he showed a snowing scene at the end of but it's supposed to be during the summer and because he's being artsy which is fine for a non-straight television drama which is what he was shooting unfortunately uh he was shooting a straight shooting a soap opera yeah and and wanted to put Imagery into a soap opera. No, not just one. Who did and got in yeah. a lot of trouble for it. Right. Um, so they were like, "Oh, maybe we should can't fire you." And we're going to send you over. And so they basically try to run him out of town on a rail. And he ends up meeting with somebody who's working at Subaraya. And he's like, oh, "Come on out to the Supra. We'll show you around." Yeah. It's like, and it seems like it's the middle of the night out in the hinterlands of. Wherever Japan. they are, right? I mean, it's got to be Japan, so... Right. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Again, much more like going to Chinatown Ice Cream Factory. You're not narrowing it down. But, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they go in, and he sees this scene of uh, them shooting planes. Right. Like Japanese Zeros, which seems kind of a, anachronistic for when this, they're starting to do this, but maybe not. I mean... Not like, really. Because planes... As much as the United States likes to have the brand newest and best and all that is, you got to remember the rest of the world in the 60s oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was still getting over World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, it depends on Maybe they're shooting a period piece, too. You never know. Right. Like, That's a possibility. And to use models, you're going to use the models of what everybody knows and right. everybody knows what a zero looks like. Right, right, right. Also, um, if you're doing a period piece, that's what they had at the time. Exactly. So, exactly. What's great, though, is you're seeing... You know, they show you how they do the clouds and how they do this. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating. It's really, you look at it, you just got to be like, huh. <laughs> That's, it's so simple and yet so not simple. Exactly. If you know what you're doing. It's very, it's, it's, it's super simple. Right. To not know what they're doing. And to see it on screen, yeah. like, oh my god, how did they do yeah. that? Much like concert piano. If you know <laughs> what you're doing, it's much easier to do it. <laughs> exactly. Right? You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. I know what I'm doing. And the, the other thing, and I'm going to bounce to the other movie for, for just a second. Oh, yeah. The other thing we watched was, um, hold on, I'm going to The pull. making of. Well, the, it wasn't called that. It was called, um, give me a minute. Sorry. Give me a second. No, I no, because it just it was. You didn't have to because it was more like supplementary. Supplementary to this. It is called the making of Ultraman. You're right. Right. Um, And it came out, I think, right around the same time as this, because they referenced this movie a lot. 
I figured it was made right after this because they did a lot of the referencing of this movie. Yeah, I don't know how big this movie was in Japan. Uh, probably, I, I mean, it might have been a might TV have been hit, decent, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, considering we're not in the 90s and not in Japan. Right. We can't say. Yeah. But the, can't, the, I can't phone a friend. Exactly. <laughs> the thing that I thought was the most interesting is they said that sometimes they actually film the planes upside down. Yes. With the camera upside down? Because nobody, nobody looks, looks for the, the wires underneath, underneath it. That's, <laughs> I thought that was boring. That's just a bunch of Japanese guys that I know. They think they're smart. I'm like, okay, watch this, dummies. <laughs> How amazing is this? Ooh. You know, like people are like, wow, you guys got rid of the wires. Yeah, yeah, we did. My favorite is they're like, we paint them blue. And I'm like, of course you paint them blue. Of course you paint them blue. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God, that's so smart. <laughs> the stupidest little things that... Yeah, we don't think of. Yeah. They have thought of in the 60s and were doing. Well, because they shot it and went, oh, you can really see those wires. And somebody, and they all all looked at it and had seven cigarettes. And then Ted said, what happens if we paint it blue? Could we paint it blue? And they all went, lunch. (laughs) All right, we're going to send Hideki out to get a couple cans of blue paint. And we're going to, actually, he's going to paint them while we have lunch. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, shut up, Hideki. You want a job? Paint. I suck. Nobody You're cares. the new guy. Nobody cares about Hideki. But, um, yeah, so it, it's, uh, so, you know, he starts talking with some guys at Subaraya, and they're like, maybe you want to come work here for a little bit. And, right, and they actually understood. Subaraya's son, uh, yes. Ichiro. Yes. And they understood what he was aiming for right. with the shot that the other place wants to get rid of him for. Right. He's like, oh, you're using metaphor, right? He was like, <laughs> <laughs> you knew? <laughs> yeah, that was, I thought that was nice. Um, and they, they introduce uh, the special effects director, and I have so little, two things, I have so little information and so little retention. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would, no, I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, and we do get a, a shot of someone that's supposed to be E.G. Superaya. Yeah, that's played by um, Ko Nishimura, played Superaya-san, and it doesn't look very much like him. Not really, but I'm going to give him the fact that Ben is dead, so it's fine. <laughs> I was hey, like, it's fine. It's I was fine, like, fine. wait, was he dead? Yes, he is. Now, I've seen Ko Nishimura in other things, because he's in like a lot of Kurosawa stuff. Okay. Like, he was... I think he's fairly a big deal. Okay. Okay. Like, you know, that's pretty impressive. Uh, he passed in 97, it says here. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, from from the Subaraya biography that you gave me, he died, like, real... Oh, AG died, I think, in 72? I didn't think it was that much after the original Ultraman. Uh, maybe it was 69, so he may not have yeah. Because I, I, I used to think, like, oh, uh, he he passed before even I was alive. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. There we go. No easy way to look at it. No, it's, it's all you have to, as long as you get his first name right, and you type in TS, yeah, Super Raya comes right up. It's Rye for right up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he died, uh, come on, give me a, give me a January 25th, 1970. So yeah, yeah. He, that which, of course, if you believe in reincarnation, means he's me. 
Fantastic. You fools. <laughs> My talents are wasted. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find. Let me go back to my my original every because every tab I have open right now it just says the men who made Ultraman. I'm like, I don't need everything. <laughs> uh, the guy who played Hachon is Hiroshi Mikami, who has also been in. Oh, he was in Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence with uh, David Bowie. Okay, um, it's a movie I haven't seen or heard of. Oh no, no. Oh yeah, that was like one of his. David uh, Bowie didn't do a whole lot of movies, but no. I remember that being a big deal. Okay, um, it's some. It's got a lot to do with Japan. I don't know. Obviously, exactly. yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but he's been in others. Oh, he's in Premonition, which I've heard of, but I know he's in Labyrinth. He's fantastic. Oh no, no, I don't mean David Bowie. <laughs> I mean this guy. <laughs> oh, Hiroshi Mikami. Oh, 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 I thought you meant David Bowie. He is fifty. Okay. And he is, uh, I'm sorry, he's 59 years. He's not 50. He's 59 credits. He's 59 right now. Ah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this this Japanese thing is tough, okay? It's very it's, it's very difficult. Does that translate? Oh, he was the, Akio Jusoji was the script supervisor. Okay. So. So he had. He was like, this is how it happened. I invented this, which is. Really funny because you know there were certain things he did not know. No, like, but come if, on. the the basic thing you can figure is by twenty years after the show, yeah, either nobody's going to really argue with them, or they might not be alive. <laughs> Could be that, they, or, you know, or, like or you go, oh, it's a dramatization. Everybody fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, you can kind of get away with a lot. Yeah, that's how I did. That's how I. Uh, you know. How I came up with the idea of Ultraman yeah. instead of Ultra Q. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, they, they at least they didn't go that far as to be like, he had, he's the best. He invented everything. Yeah. Te- made him silver the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> but the fact that like he can't, kind of came up with Shuach. Yeah, that's kind of a stretch. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it didn't ring true to me, but especially in the, the, docu- the documentary you watched after... Where they were like, yeah, we just took a bunch of sounds and mushed them together, and that's how you got Shuach. And no, and what and it was supposed to be just Shua, right? And, and it was the guy closing his mouth, closing his mouth, to and the ch- sound. sound. And then they were like, no, that's good. Change it to that, right? Yeah, right. So okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> now both sides, everybody, both sides. And uh, there's an actress by the name of uh, Kaho Minami, and uh, she was played the his love interest, right? The pretty girl. That shows him around and says, "Oh, you're good. You're nice. You're cute. Let's." <laughs> and then you find out that she's, she's got a husband. Husband, exactly. She's married. We're not having that. Oh man! Exactly. And uh, it's great because she's like, "Oh, I have to go uh, see my husband." Yeah, and he's like, "You're what? <laughs> Come on, lady. <laughs> really? I thought we had a thing." <laughs> oh. You know what's great is they list her as an actress in The Men Who Made Ultraman. They don't list her character name because why would they? Of course. She's a woman. You don't have to. It's not even that. It's just like, <laughs> come on. I love when they. Almost every other thing that they list her in, there's like character name. Character of course. Name, character name. Of course. Like, hey, the one that you need. Not that one. Double, double, double <laughs> eagle right here. Right at you, jerk off. You know, like, yay. She's actually in uh, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Geeter. Giant monsters all out attack. Okay. As SDF intelligence captain, 
Kumi Ibori. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. No, that's a good one. Like I said, I, I haven't Godzilla seen all comes, of them. Godzilla comes back. Um, Again? Shockingly? I know. <laughs> he is reincarnated <laughs> as the vengeful spirits of the people that were killed in World War II. Oh, sure. Oh, and he's not a good monster in this one at all. No. <laughs> His eyes are just white. It's terribly oh, creepy. Oh, yes. Oh, no, that's not good. Oh, yes. Bad times happen. <laughs> Bad times happen. But, yeah, so, and she, uh, it's cute that she calls him, like, the di- my director. Yes. And we're also introduced to all the other guys. There's the script supervisors and the, the comic relief. And you kind of get Special the- effects guy. Yeah. Yeah. They had a, a number of people. And I didn't write them all down just because nope. I didn't think it was that important. Nope. But then you get to the point of, oh, wait, they really do use a lot of people on these shows. Yeah. And you never quite think of it as you're watching the right. show. But then you realize, oh, no, there's people all over the place just trying to get this stuff on air. Yeah, there's the one unsung hero, which is fire extinguisher guy. Like, you know, they blow a bunch of stuff out and they're like, okay, cut. And he just like, takes three steps and goes, <laughs> just, all right, it's out. <laughs> like, and then that guy's an artisan. Well, not just that guy. But they show the stunt doubles that are actually stuck up on the strings in midair. And yeah. you're like, that's not really great no we know we we know that it happens we know that the suit actors are the stars most unsung heroes of japanese tokusatsu exactly ever they're like where's ultraman where's they're doing a scene where baltan is uh wrecking an oil refinery and uh they're like hey where's ultraman he's up top like oh my god guys get me down the fire Oh, I can't move. I'm stuck. And then they lit another guy on fire. Yeah, uh, later on, and had to put him out. Yeah, that was that's the guy. I'm 99 sure plays Arashi in the original. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. Not 100, percent but close no, enough. I'm close. Take it. That yeah. So we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna, <laughs> that's probably how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Sure. 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 But uh, it's um, it's not a. Oh, there's discussions now. So I'm just trying to, it's hard find it, like, honestly, trying to find English language information on this film. Very little. Very, very, very little. And I can understand that. It's a telemovie. Exactly. exactly. This is at best tertiary information for, even like, so you've got your Ultraman uh, series proper, right? Right. Then you've got the Ultraman secondary content, which is like direct-to-video and then, uh, and or right now it would be like the uh, the absolute conspiracy direct to the web, direct right? to the web. Okay, right. Then you have your tertiary Ultraman content, which is which is this. No, no, no. I don't even know if this is even tertiary because I consider tertiary stuff like the Ultraman Nice, which is like a series of commercials oh. um, where he teach, tells you to be nice. Oh. Like, don't push on oh, the subway, you no. jerks. You know, like, be, let ladies and pregnant people on. Yeah, sit down. All, all ladies, you know. Lady, all ladies, pregnant or otherwise, let them on. Like, don't, <laughs> you know, don't get handsy, you jerks. That should be one that of them. That kind of thing. Um, that kind of, I don't know if this is, I don't even know what the word for one past tertiary is. Quaternary. Quaternary? Yes. I don't even care if you're making that up. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. I mean, you could be just like, well, it would stand to reason that it's this. Okay. Fair enough. How about that? I'm going to take it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But, like, this is real, like, wow. Yeah. This is background to background stuff. Yeah. I get that. But this, this is, is deep dive stuff. This is right. below, well below the tip of the iceberg. But this is the kind of stuff. It's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that I actually like watching. Because it shows you how other stuff is done. Much like Paolo in- Innocente, who wrote his review, I love movies about making movies. Okay, fair enough. Should watch. Watch it here. And he posted, Pat, he posted a YouTube link. Oh. Which, by the way, guys, this whole film, subtitle, hear it for that. Yes. Because I would not have watched it otherwise. No, no. Um, you wouldn't have had me watch it. You might have watched it, but you wouldn't have had me watch it. <laughs> Fair, fair. You had me watch the little 10-minute making of Ultraman Towards the Future. Yeah. But that was only 10 minutes. Yeah, also Not- 10 minutes. Also, <laughs> it was much more, like, on the ground, behind the scenes. Yes. You don't need to really understand, understand what it all and to see them go, like, oh, look, they put that on wires. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, look, that's actually not on fire. You know, like, <laughs> okay, cool, man. I, I, I have highs. I can, I can observe this. Exactly. Stuff that's stuff that I really would love to have on the Mill Creek releases. Not that we're getting those, but um, but stuff that you'd love like to be more able to back get. behind the scenes stuff. Yes, yes. But, and you gets what you gets, and you have no regrets. That's right. That's right. Um, so one of the most recent reviews is by a guy named Tom Gielli. and Tom, I'm going to quote your review. I hope you don't mind. Um, a romanticized, fictionalized telling of the early days of Ultraman. It's a fine enough story that gets you to buy in a little bit on this idea of a young buck trying to push the genre. And as someone who's seen a lot of Ultraman, it's at least partially viable. <laughs> the early episodes are very formulaic, and it's only later that things get more varied. Yes. There's a great love letter to the tokusatsu genre and treating it seriously and finding it is inspiring, and that's cool. Uh, but it wasn't overly great in any terms of me feeling emotion or passion or laughter or really much of anything. It was very much a decent product, but never better than something that I just watched. And I would give Sure. Yeah. I mean, for a 1989 tell Yeah. I don't really complain much. They had to build those sets. They had to build some of the suits. Yeah, don't you wonder how accurate the, the the studio set is? No. I'm wondering, like, were they really in these tiny, tiny rooms? Yeah. Like, yeah. they Because most studios have their regular set. Right. And then everything else is going to be small rooms off of it. I've been in enough studios, <sighs> obviously in the background... To know exactly what it looks like. They're not large. Right, The right. actual studio that you're looking at is decently yeah, sized. your filming area is a... Right. Back to magic of filmmaking. Exactly. Yeah. But then everything else on the side is tiny, tiny, uh, tiny. On purpose. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because you don't want to waste space mm-hmm. because you have to pay for it. Well, yeah, that and the fact that we could be utilizing this space that you want to have for... Something luxurious as a foyer. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing over we here? Could we could put bomb stuff over here. We could shoot something in the foyer <laughs> if you needed to. We could put all our racks and racks of different kinds of monster suits right there. Yeah. Uh, Kevner also wrote a three and a half star review. Like, like most biopics, it's not biopics. That is a hill I will die on. <laughs> if you look to its 
biographical picture. Just move on, move on. <laughs> Biopic sounds like something you have if you have two eyes, like everybody. Like everybody. <laughs> Binaural vision. Um, if you look too close at this one, you'll find yourself saying, that's not quite the way it happens. <laughs> it's interesting in how the movie changes all of the real people's names as a token obfuscation. Obfus- right, obfuscation. Okay, that, that way they can say... That's a new word for red. Really, is it? I've never said it out loud in my life. Okay, I've read it. Fair enough. I'm like, I've, I've encountered that word, but <laughs> it's never need, I've never needed to like, blurt to actually that say it. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Like I said, this every, way, every so often one of those, you're like, I know that word. Oh, I don't know that word. You know? <laughs> like I said, this way, you can't get sued. Right. Because that wasn't you. It was somebody else. Yeah. Who was it? Yeah. I don't really want to tell you because I'm going to get sued by that guy. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a token uh, effort while still making it completely unambiguous as to who they're supposed to be. Right. And again, you can't get sued because yeah. you can always say, that wasn't you. Seemed awful like me. It wasn't you. It wasn't. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Yeah. <laughs> With the caveat that it's pretty fictionalized to inflate just so it's entertaining yeah. enough. And yeah, I would agree with that. It is entertaining enough. It's fun. That's the one thing I did like. Yes, I get, in the end, he gets the girl. We all, as soon as they started having the meet cute, you knew that they were going to find a way to get together. Yeah. Heard she had a boy, had a husband. Yeah. Maybe that threw a wrench in it. They got yeah. together at the end, not amazed, right. not shocked. Have you ever seen a picture of Aki Soji? doesn't look anything like this, dude. He yeah, they like, showed him at the end. Yeah, yeah that's right. Like, pick this handsome man. Like, this guy's very good looking. Clearly, that's what I looked like as a young director. <laughs> I want that guy. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the Rich Conroy story. He's not going to look like me. <laughs> no. No. I, I, I want to cast somebody that looks, I don't want to say Brad Pitt. But Brad Pitt like, sure. Pittish. Pittish. Somebody pittish. <laughs> And and then when they, they you know they show me not having success with women, they can be like, I don't get it, he's so handsome. That's that's all I really want in life at this point. <laughs> it's not it's not very much. But we'll take it. Um but yeah, again, this is there there's a this so this is basically a two part thing. It's there's this and if you watch it on YouTube, sometimes the your next recommended thing will be the making of Ultraman. Yes. That is on um, Brad Warner's YouTube channel. I don't know. That Brad Warner, no, it's okay. You should. And I'll tell you why you should. Because the one of the reasons this podcast exists is because of, as we know, uh, Kyle from the Kaiju cast musing on a show right. going, Wonder why you know, nobody's made an Ultraman podcast. Somebody should do that. And I'm driving going, yeah, somebody should. Wait, I'm somebody. <laughs> Hold on. You have said that. I could be that guy. <laughs> and but here he, we are five years yeah, later. But he had a gentleman by the name of Brad Warner who was the token white guy at Subaraya for a while. Ah. So when he, like, every so often they would have, apparently back then, it was customary to have a token white guy work at your store, at your place to show that you were international. I gotcha. Right? So he was living in Japan, teaching English, I think, and big Tokusatsu fan, big Ultraman fan, and he decided, you know, I'm going to just just go send him a fax or yeah. something. And he did, or he wrote a letter. He wrote a letter, and then he got a phone call from, I believe it was Nobu Tsuburaya, like, would you like to come in and maybe interview for your job? And he was like, Bang. And it was like the last day he was set to be in Japan. 
So he had to, like, you know, Change really make it happen. Plans, yeah. yeah. So he worked there for a year or two, or maybe even a little bit longer. And uh, if you've not heard that episode of the podcast, it is fascinating. Really? I yeah. To look it up again. I thought about, like, having him on the show, but that was so covered. I don't know if there's anything else he has not covered. I got you. It's so, I got you. It's so in-depth that they talk about where... Like where they were high, they were storing elements, and he was like, "Oh God, they keep it in the disused bathroom. That's not, you know, like <laughs> like they obviously are not all that excited about humidity, you know, like, <laughs> like heat regulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not great. Um, and uh, but it's it's a fantastic, fantastic episode of the podcast. Yeah. I'll try to remember to link that in our show notes as well, where I will be putting. The Men Who Made Ultraman. And, Ultraman and the making of Ultraman. I wonder if The Men Who Made Ultraman, we, now we do know that's available on DVD, right? No, you I, said, I, you I said, said VHS. No, DVD, sir. I believe I said DVD because I'm only looking at a DVD artwork right now. Oh, okay. So I'm going to look up The Men Who Made Ultraman DVD, and I want to see if we can find a copy and how much that goes for. Okay. I mean, five bucks, maybe. That's my guess, because I, I don't think I would pay the five bucks, but I think somebody would. Okay, well, knowing what we know about Japanese media... Right, that's going to be $500. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're already a way off. Um, now, here's a problem. Go ahead. This comes up with way too much... Uh, because it went to Ultraman so right away. To... Okay, all right, we've got one. Got it, go ahead. The Men Who Made Ultraman, and it is also subtitled Moonship in the Forest of Stars. Ooh. <laughs> okay. In case you didn't realize. All right, there are two in stock. Um, I don't know if they're used. Let me take see if it's... Well, uh, just give us a price. I'm building drama, Pat Rooney. Jesus. <laughs> God. Cut the drama I want to know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> It is currently you can buy one for thirty three eighty four. Yeah, no. it's not as much as I thought. You if it was subtitled, easily a hundred dollars. I assume everything from Japan is a hundred dollars. I understand, and I don't care what it is. It's a hundred dollars. <laughs> anytime I need to buy something for my car, if anytime I need to take my car to the shop, it's four hundred dollars yes. or more. Yes. Anytime I can get out from the mechanic with under $400, I consider that a win. Absolute win. I do. I know. Like when I had to get my door signal replaced in my old car, Uh I bought it and they were like, yeah, we'll put it in like 60 bucks. That's a win. They're like, I'm sorry, I have to charge you $60 labor. No, no, that's great. (laughs) What's the next? I can't do it. (laughs) I don't know how to disassemble this whole fakakta thing. No idea. So why not? Um, Yeah, so if you guys want to buy one, Zenplus.jp has a copy. Okay. And uh, I wonder if that's the only... Only way you can probably get it, I would gather. Yeah, why? You know, I, Google's what? great until it's stupid. Because they're giving you, like, maybe you can find it at Walmart. And you're like, no, I can't find no, it at Walmart, find stupid Walmart. Google. That's stupid. That's always the problem I have with Google. It's good for giving you what you're looking for. It's bad for giving you what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Much like me. <laughs> I'm good for giving you what you're looking for unless I can't find what you're looking for. And then, well, well, no, because that 
that's my basic issue with it is yeah. if you look up incorrect information, it will continue to give you yes, incorrect yes, information. Yes, yes, you're, not, you're not wrong at all. Um, what's amazing is if you go on like some of these some of the websites where you could buy real Japanese stuff, yes. like and you type in Ultraman, the weird conglomeration of direct-to-video tomfoolery that is available. (laughs) Okay. All right. Like, stage shows. All right. Yeah, we we saw the stage show being sold when we were watching. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, dude... There's tons of them. There's, I there's tons. Oh, like every year, there's a new one coming there's out. A new one coming out. And I'm right. like, and guys, guys, the if you, most if recent you some title one of those, I buy it. I'm telling you this now. <laughs> They're not that expensive. Like 15 bucks. Okay, 15, 20 bucks. I'll buy one. You know, like you're not. You don't really have to push that hard. Is what I'm saying. They're right. not really just subtitle one and yeah. see if it'll go. Yeah, and then that's maybe all. Next year, subtitle ten. See if ten will go. I think what it is is they. Live shows like that are not a staple of um, the Ultraman U.S. Oh. Well, in Japan they are. It's right, right, right. That no, you can that's barely, how they make their money. Yeah. Barely, you turn around without tripping over an Ultraman live show. It's crazy. And they have the real actors in it. It's not like they get some guy that looks like... No, I know. I've seen... Chris uh, Hemsworth to play Thor. They get Chris Hemsworth to play Thor. Well, and that, that would be my question. When these actors sign up for Ultraman, yeah, do they sign up right away? They gotta. It's got to be some sort of all-inclusive thing. Like every promotional thing we need you for, we've got you. Because when you we talked about it, like a lot of these people are younger, right? And are just younger, trying to just break starting into out, the so business. they're like, yeah, we we got every we got you for as much as we need you. And they're like, okay, but for how long would be my question? I mean, uh, probably, I would think the stage show it would be for. A year, right? I would so, think or two, two years. I would so we have two. you for the show, then a year of promotion, okay? Right. Then you have a year off, unless you have to come back to film uh, the, the, the one episode of the movie. I forgot about the movie. Then we need you to come back for the next series and film the, right. hey, I was the last Ultraman. How you doing? Right. So to do the handoff episode, right? You're great. You're going to be a great Ultraman. And he goes, thank you. And then... Uh, in case you need to show up in the live show for the next guy, which does happen from time right. to time. So now you're talking basically... Four years, years, maybe. Yeah, three to four years. But it's not exclusivity, I don't think. I think it's like, look, we'll book you for this time, January to June whatever. or whatever. You have to have the rest of the year, you do your other jobs or whatever. Or you only have to do it on the weekend. You can film during the week. Right. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what they're... Like, a, that would be... I don't want to see anybody going to watch Ultraman the Galactic Fufa on a Wednesday, but... Don't know that, because... The, again, yeah, it's little kids. Who knows? It's little kids. It's, and I know I... When my niece was very, very young, I took her to see one of the Sesame Street things. Yeah, and, and that was, was on a Tuesday of the week. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not, these people can't all just, like, have week... It's not a weekend gig. It's it's real work, Pat. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm asking yeah. is, you know... Yes, I could see them signing exclusive contracts for three to four years, yeah. and getting the money on the shows and a lot a piece of the live, you know, some of the pay mm-hmm. for the live shows mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. But and yes, I could see them not being specifically exclusive as long as the show isn't on. When the mm-hmm. show's on, mm-hmm. exclusive. Yeah. But 
how long, how much. Those are the questions that always get me. Yeah. Like for now, Jodie Whittaker playing sure. Doctor Who. Right. As she's doing the show, she can't do anything else. Even during the pandemic when they weren't doing the show, she couldn't do anything else because she's exclusively Doctor Who. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And then now that they have, and this is not breaking news, so mm-hmm. I can't say, now that they have David Tennant and Catherine Tate coming back in mm-hmm. to do a, some sort of... Yeah, that's only for one. That's only for no, the it's special. More than, it's for four different specials that they both signed on for. Really? I thought that was only for... No, well, not, I'm not looking this up right now. But I, I thought it was only for Big Finish they did that for. No, no, no. Big Finish is a whole TV? different TV. Yeah. Holy balls. Yeah. All right. Because, shockingly, the 60th anniversary is right around the corner. I know. Hey, finally, uh, it's another thing that I watch that's older than me. That's <laughs> nice. That's nice. It feels good. It feels good. I'm not going to lie. Um, um, but they've signed him and her up for four movies now. Again, that's one of those things where he's not signing exclusivity deals anymore at all because he's got so many different things going on at the right. same time. But you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. He's got 17,000 kids. <laughs> I think five. <laughs> I think five. <laughs> Pretty sure it's five. But, yes. <laughs> but it's somewhere between <laughs> one and 17,000. <000. laughs> What you don't know is David Tennant is actually a termite, and he's got <laughs> 17,000 children. Exactly. He has laid eggs all it's over the place. What's the matter with us? But oh, anyway, no, all right, that's, 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 that would be my question, because I understand when they rehired Tennant back, they thought that he was going to be the next doctor. Do you know who the next doctor is going to be? Yeah, I can't. Shooty Gatwa. Shooty Gatwa, thank you. Yes. I cannot remember. I cannot say his name properly to save my life. I understand that. Um, I because to to I have to, that's the thing, because yeah. I have to hear it enough times. Yeah. I listened to Radio Free Scarrow and... I have not listened to that in years. Oh, really? I and I nice. like it. But I haven't watched Doctor Who since the fifth episode of Jodie Whittaker. Oh, Because really? I no longer have cable. Uh, Thusly... I didn't buy the DVD set when it came out. No, I understand. And then I, understand. I found season two at Walmart for $10 of hers. Right, right. But you haven't gotten a chance I to watch it. I haven't seen one yet. But I'm also, like, can I just vent my spleen a little Go bit? Go ahead, vent. The fact that they stopped including the Christmas specials in with the season oh, sets. Oh, yes, that's annoying. Really blisters that's my pain. Annoying. It really does. Like, that's we're going to get you for another $25. No, stop it. Yeah. Just put annoying. it in the box. Yes. I'm with you on that one. And, I man, for a guy who was super excited that they were putting out Doctor Who on Blu-ray, the classic series, yes. I have bought none of it. Do you know why? It's $65, 60 bucks a season. A pop. Come on. 60 bucks a pop. And that, like I said, if it wasn't for the fact that my wife will spend my money as fast as I can get it, I would have it all. I would like it all. I would like... I would have, Like I said, I got a decent amount of money. I would have it all. Yeah. But she spends it faster than I can get it. And I thought, can you slow down just a little can bit? Just, could you I'll put an auto-subscription in? So it just comes automatically. Maybe, you know, like when you do a 401k, you put a pre-tax Doctor Who thing on your tank. <laughs> so, like, my I don't even see it. I don't know what's coming out. Stuff just comes to the house. It's great. Well, that's my gambling money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that existed, so oh, there you go. <laughs> I got stuff that... Oh, you mean stock market or you mean actual gambling? Actual gambling. Oh, okay. I have a 401k that has, you know, well, depending on the stock market, but... Yeah, so $11 gambling. in it right now, that's... <laughs> well, no, it's going to have more than that. But, 
Um, yeah, there's every guy at work that invests in the stock market is freaking out right now. No, of course. They're like, I lost all this money. I'm like, oh, so you sold your stock? They're like, no. I'm like, then you didn't lose any money yet. Yeah, it's still Until you there. sell it, right. you haven't lost a nickel. I'm like, that. You got, leave it in there for 30 years. They're like, 30 years? I'm like, you're 28. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up and be quiet. The, you're the, playing, the I want to get rich quick. And That's guess not who does 95% of the people who screw that 99 and a half percent of the people who do that lose money because mm-hmm. you know what you need to be incredibly wealthy to do that because or you got to get in on that ground for like GameStop thing uh, <laughs> you have to know the wave that's coming or before it or, or cause it right <laughs> right yeah like guys are like yeah maybe i won't buy twitter buy a bunch of twitter's like well maybe i will exactly <laughs> Exactly. Right. And that's that's the thing now that they're all of those people that invested in crypto are finding out as that it was a Ponzi scheme? Pretty much. An absolute Ponzi scheme that is now crashing Ponzi. big time. <laughs> yeah. And the government's like, Well, we never guaranteed anything. No, nor should they. That's it. Nor should they. It's, yeah. it's you wanted to make it non governmental. It's non-governmental. Yeah. But you need to ensure it but was non-governmental. Thing. But the thing. <laughs> you don't understand the thing. <sighs> like, yeah. Oh, hey, guys. Um, they, uh, You know what? I'm just going to give them a bit of news. That's dumb. Because we don't know when this is coming out. So news oh, is stupid. News could have news could have happened already. Or news might not have happened. But maybe it did. <laughs> but it could have. <laughs> yeah, don't get news. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're going to wrap this one. We're going to wrap this up because okay. the the links to this are going to be in the show notes, guys. Um, watch both of them; they're awesome. Yeah, the the shorter it's one. Great, it's great. It's great to see. But I think you need the this for context of the shorter one because they reference it a lot. Fair, fair. The, Look, you could do worse with two hours here. Exactly. Today. I mean, the the longer movie, <coughs> The Men Who Made Ultraman. Yeah. What was that? About an hour and no, a half? No, two hours. Was it two hours? It was almost two hours. It was 102 minutes. And then the making of Ultraman was only 40 minutes. And again, like you said, it was a lot of referencing to Yeah. But... So, like, let's let's show how they did this in the movie. Let's show how they did this in the movie. And they actually showed, like, some of the original monsters Mm -hmm. and how they did the original monsters Mm -hmm. and how they made Mm -hmm. different things. Yep, yep. So, I enjoy all of that neat backstory nonsense. Yes, sir. That's all I can say. And that, like you said, not a bad <coughs> waste of time of two hours. Yeah. Because for me, it probably took two and a half to three because I write all my nonsense yeah. down. You could do worse. You could do worse. Yeah, I gave up on notes um, during it because I'm like... Yeah, there's nothing really... Well, the thing is, I know who some of the people actually are. And then they're calling them different things. And I'm like, I'm just confused. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> this funny. is awful. I don't care for That's it at all. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you again soon. He okay. said nebulously because he doesn't know when doesn't this know is exactly dropping. When this is dropping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we might be in the middle of Ultraman Decker probably. Let's hope. Who, who knows? <laughs> but uh, um, you might as well give the suicide prevention oh, uh, help one. Yeah. All right. People uh, are still going to be depressed, Pat. Sure. Unless this comes out in the middle of Utopia. <laughs> Uh, there's 1-800-273-8255, or you can text TALK, D-A-L-K, or HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. The world is better with you in it. Absolutely. So, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I am Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. 
Sally Ford. Take care, everybody. Bring back fun. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs> <laughs>